Yeah, this is the you've broken the podcaster's code. If you if you're recording, you have to tell it or else it's entrapment. You have to tell the person you're recording. That's the podcaster's code. Well, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. Gotcha. I hey, I I um I'd like to cite the gotcha clause. <laughs> yeah, oh, damn it. I forgot about the gotcha clause. Uh. What, now you're abandoning this? You did all of that and now you're just going to abandon this? You're going to let that sit while you play random notes on your synth? It's the intro, it's the intro. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can say that, I guess. Where am I supposed to go from there? <laughs> okay, I just wanted to have a little... Um, have a little... We never joke around anymore because we're best friends and we never joke around like that anymore. Yeah, we're we're nonstop go go go. We're very serious. Yeah, so maybe that's just for us. Business. Um, I think I mean, hey, I'm back to editing the episodes now. That's um, hey, huge for me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe hey, last maybe week Seth was very stressful. Maybe that me. one was just for us. That that was your own doing. You, I actually. You're right. You're right. I didn't know that one got posted because it was my fault. Um, I just didn't know. Um, I'm not on top of things these days, yeah. and I haven't listened to it yet. Um, but I I know that while we were recording, it, w- it went really long, and you said it was okay. Uh, anyways, this is it not w- this it is it not it interesting. It, uh, it was okay. Ultimately, it just took me a long time to edit it, and I didn't realize how long it would take me. I had to cut a lot out. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available sweeties who are always there to listen if you need them. We're friends, best friends, roommates, and rivals, and we talk about music whether the mics are on or not. I'm your first sweetie, Randy, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, it's Clay. Welcome to the show, Clay. Hey, welcome to Good Listeners. I'm your co-host, Clay, and today we're going to be talking about the fine sounds that tickle and wiggle your ears. Yeah, I feel like that <laughs> intro put us in a very NPR state of <laughs> state of mind. We were very punchy before that, and just those soothing synth sounds cruising through our mental landscapes. Oh, there it is. Wow. I feel like I've been playing a, ho- a lot of Hollow Knight recently, and I feel like I'm just right now you know no i don't know what that is <laughs> right that's a g- yeah sure you don't know what that is <laughs> it's like i'm talking to my nephew <laughs> oh what is this one of your zeldas on on your nintendo bot yeah listen i never had a game boy okay so don't even try <laughs> don't even try me kid uh. <laughs> never got the point <laughs> yeah yeah, no, you were like too busy uh, dating. I I was too busy playing with my abacus, making deals, <laughs> and learning numbers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, hello and welcome to the show. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about um, today. I think I'm gonna try to edit this and get this up like tomorrow. So you know. Um, sure. Uh, and. 
I have been listening to music, so I suppose we'll touch on some of that, and maybe there's some fun stuff we can talk about, too. Yeah, I think music could be part of the show, but maybe this is more of a... just an episode. Is there any big music news going around? Any news this um, week? You heard about... <laughs> maybe we could explain <laughs> NFTs. I think we did that <laughs> la- last time. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we, we did. I, I cut as much of it as I could. And yet there's a lot in there still. Yeah, and already they're <laughs> irrelevant. You know, I haven't heard NFTs in weeks. They, they were irrelevant before the episode went up. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Uh, um, big music news. No, I don't um, I don't think so. Nothing I care about, honestly. Is that, do you know about news? No, I mean, uh, there was probably some big stuff happening in the world. I mean... The thing about the news is it's a 20 we we live the wage we live in it's a 24/7 cycle um 24 hour news cycle <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it it that's true that's true are you you're looking something up right now no 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 it's my laptop's being really slow so I'm not actually looking anything up but you were going to and now you are cuz your laptop caught up okay yeah, it doesn't look like anything interesting going on in music news. I just had to check and make sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad we did this. <laughs> anything about uh, Lana? Well, here's some music news. Lana Del Rey dropped an album. Yeah. Was uh, it a surprise album? Did we know it was coming out? I, I, I have no idea. Um, it, it was a surprise, a surprise to, to me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not even really, though. Like, I didn't feel surprised. I just didn't know it was coming. <laughs> but I wouldn't say it came out and I felt surprised by it. Yeah, you know, I knew it was coming, but I guess I felt surprised by w- seeing that it came out. Uh, so we're sort of <laughs> in inverse. We were in inverse states as this uh, album came into our oh, lives. Oh, you didn't know it was coming? No, I didn't know it was coming, and I was not surprised. Oh, Whereas yeah. you knew it was coming and were surprised anyway. Wasn't she, like, in the news a couple months ago with the chemtrails over the country club single? and uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Didn't she do something, okay, like, yes, controversial yes, yes. or yes, something? Yes, yes, uh, you're, you're right. I mean, she's always doing something controversial, Um, I feel like. Uh, I don't know what any of it is. I don't know if she says offensive things i don't know what she does that it's always something is controversial it's always something controversial with you lana i don't (laughs) lana and this is the last straw yeah i think you're uh maybe lana's on the list the bad list Lana's on the list you're uninvited from the podcast yeah You, you previously had an open invitation to come on any time. Anyone does. Literally anyone. I yeah. don't. You don't have to make music. <laughs> yeah. Now the please. <laughs> there is one person who is uninvited, and it is Lana. Lana. I don't know what I would say to her. I don't have anything <laughs> to say, frankly. Um, I have no words. Yeah. Lana, for you, I have no words. Uh, but um, we're not just um, speaking nonsense over here. I think that we have some thoughts on on the music album. <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, <laughs> Uh, is this a segue? Are we talking? <laughs> talk- yeah, let's talk about Lana Del Rey. Okay. So this is a show where we talk about music, and this is the part of the show where we talk about uh, music. Yeah, we're a little rusty. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what with the excuses this time. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't have one. Well, let's talk about Kim Trails Over the Country Club, the new Lana Del Rey album, 2021. It's here. 
Yep. This is like probably her sixth or seventh studio album, maybe. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, it's like sixth, <laughs> I think, right? That sounds right to me. Um, There's at least four before this. Um, <laughs> probably even five, maybe even six. So I'd th- making this a sixth or the seventh studio album, probably, by <laughs> Lana Del Rey. <laughs> God. There's like um, four different versions of Born to Die. Um, maybe five <laughs> versions <laughs> of Born to Die. <laughs> no, yeah, there's five. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, one. <laughs> this is this is her sixth. We did it. We did it. This is her sixth album. We did it. All right. Hey, <laughs> the magic of editing. We're gonna take all that out, and it's gonna be me saying, "Oh, the sixth studio album by <laughs> Lana Del Rey, Kim Trails Over." The Country Club. There's no way you can cleanly edit that <laughs> <laughs> to sound that way. I always do. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just say that I think it's fine. Um, hmm. I think it's a bit of a disappointing follow-up to her previous album, Norman Fucking Rockwell, which we were just listening to a bit of. And I've also revisited Born to Die in, in the wake of this release. Is that your favorite, Born to Die? Is that your perennial favorite? I don't know if I'm using that word perennial um, correctly. I think that Norman fucking Rockwell was so good that it became my favorite when wow. it came out. It's just one of those albums where it was a big change uh, for her. So I think that some big Lana fans were like, oh, I don't really like this. I, I like, you know, she had all the poppy songs. Like, she had some ballads on the other albums, too, but also you'd have some kind of bangers. Yeah. And you're maybe missing that piece of it on Norman fucking Rockwell, not as much, you know, produced beats and that sort of thing. So maybe it, it, I think alienated a segment of Lana's fan base. But mm. I thought it was fantastic, and I love that album. And yeah, I still do. Acclaimed. But I think that this this album, I don't think it's a bad one, so I don't want to say that, but it's kind of disappointing on two fronts. Because not only is it like not e- nearly as good as Norman fucking Rockwell, in my opinion, it also just makes me kind of miss the old Lana a little bit more. Because when you're not reaching the heights of that that previous album, you realize, oh well, th- there is something um, that was just less boring about the old stuff. Because when this sort of soft uh, singer songwriter thing is done, uh, just kind of. It's above average, but not as uh, there's not as much interesting production going on, on on this as there is on Norman fucking Rockwell. Uh, so when you're, it doesn't have that, and there's a f- certain fullness on Norman fucking Rockwell that is missing from this album. That like right at, at the front, Norman NFR. I don't like saying that profane name over and over again. Um, <laughs> d- it, it starts out with a sort of ballad. And instantly you're like, wow, this is a big shift for Lana. And there's also this is it sounds like a very full album. Like the arrangements are are beautiful on it. Um, And lyrically, I think she's at her strongest as well. And there's just kind of conceptual, too. Yeah. Like it felt like it justified its sprawl a little bit. Yeah. Big, big album. And this one, there's a concept here as well, I guess. The, the, you know, thematically, it's the whole Kim trails over the country club thing. That's like a. Yeah, its own sort of thing, and the white, the white hot thing, sort of refrain that she repeats. Wasn't this album? It was like originally going to be called White Hot Forever or something. Maybe I don't know. Um, I feel like that's something I've heard. Um, 
But I'm not I like I'm not somebody who like follows everything Lana Del Rey does, so I don't you know, I don't either. I mean uh, I've always liked her music, but I don't know. All that's to say I've been rambling a little bit, so I wanna give it over to you. But it's just I think it's it's very soft and slow. And although there are some very good songs on it, I do like this album. I think that it's uh, a little bit of a um, uh, more middle of the road entry in her discography. Yeah, I so I there is okay a few things that I want to say. I guess Fir- first thing I it broadly about Lana, since I don't think we've ever talked about her on the podcast before, um, she's a pretty divisive figure. Um, as far as her her like personal life and personality, I like don't even know enough to weigh in on that but uh i really know nothing about her honestly other than her music uh and her musical persona uh and kind of character that she seems to do to some extent um am i in the minority in that my favorite album of hers has always been ultraviolence i have no idea um truly I don't know. I think that people. I think "Born to Die" might be the the classic favorite. Mm. Uh, I think "Ultraviolence" is up there as well. Uh, I think that. I think those two are probably the most pop. If you're gonna do like a huge poll of right. people who listen to a lot of Lana, uh, I think that those. I think those two in NFR probably top three. Yeah, but yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I, totally definitely. Just yeah. If you're like a per, like sort of a a nerd like us norman norman fucking rockwell is the one um right yeah that's uh, the one that has garnered the most acclaim by far yeah but if you're like part of like you know the actual fan base like a stan or whatever uh, yeah i feel like it is the first two yeah i agree um and yeah so for me it's all uh, like the ultraviolence is the one i've listened to the most by far and probably still my favorite um and then she had a period in the middle of her career for where her albums just to me, so like this new one is uh, Kim Drills Over the oh. Country Club, uh, is the first album since Born to Die that is not over an hour long. Um, which mm. to me is kind of refreshing, and I'm gonna make a comparison here that I know, like there's no, I there's no way I'm the only person making this comparison. I think that Lana Del Rey gets compared to Father Father John Misty a lot, right? Uh, does she be like uh, because of like her persona or yeah uh, because they're both like indie mainstream crossover artists uh very popular who are sort of singer songwriters who adopted a persona and then became popular okay who, like were active in music and then adopted a persona and became popular off of that persona okay um and and so yeah i feel like that that i've seen that comparison uh brandished a lot um and I think that it is a lot of times pretty apt, and I think it's apt here too, in that it felt like to me um, her last album, Norman Fucking Rockwell, was maybe her, uh, what is that Father John album, Divine Comedy? Pure Comedy? Pure Comedy, sorry. Yeah, Pure Comedy. That was maybe her Pure Comedy, and this is this new one is her God's Favorite Customer, right? I get, I think that it's sort of um, a step back from that scale and saying like I am it's sort of a statement album of like yeah I'm just going to make an album this time like this is just an album of songs and you can this is just it's me it's my personality 
you can you know take it or leave it this is just what i what i am without all of the extra stuff sure it kind of does feel like a collection of songs um that are more and continuing along the path of just making more of a singer songwriter album yeah to the point where i mean i think like alana del rey i pretty much equate her with taylor swift just because they sound so similar to me and that's not a dig at all i'm a pretty big taylor swift fan yeah um but just like sonically like just their music it sounds so similar now they because because they both sort of dropped the big production and just were like i'm just gonna write songs like with a piano or whatever and i think have pretty similar results that are both pretty solid um and if you're a fan i think it pleases the fans and i think it also opens up the doors to people who um weren't into you know the pop music before that's just sort of a purely more of a radio pop uh type of thing um so i i see just very similar trajectory as far as that goes but i mean as far as the persona and as far as fitting into the indie sphere that's fair like the father john misty thing makes sense Mm. um and i think that's a that's a good comparison but yeah i mean i wish i had you know more to say about this but it's I, I don't find it like a super remarkable album i think it's pretty good yeah it doesn't i it certainly i don't think it's gonna win over any new lana del rey fans right um no and i i think that at this point you either you either jumped on the bandwagon yeah or you came on to the bandwagon again with nfr um, I yeah. don't think this is a point. This is not a point to jump on, you know. Definitely, maybe not. a point for some people to jump off, but yeah. Overall, I think it, this is a. If you like Lana, you'll like this album. If not, then don't worry about it. I, I will shout out some of my favorite tracks. I think the single off this album, "Kim Shows Over the Country Club," I think that's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's grown on me a lot actually since it first dropped. I wasn't a huge fan, and now it, it's actually been stuck in my head tonight a little bit. Just that sort of the chorus or whatever. Uh, I really like Dark But Just a Game uh, and Yosemite. Yeah, Yosemite I like a lot. Um, and that last track that featured uh, for free featuring Zella Day and Waze Blood, mm-hmm. also pretty good. And the opening track, White Dress. So I think that about half the tracks actually on this album I'm pretty into. The rest aren't bad, but I was I was struggling a bit to sit through it the first few times because I was like, this is dragging me down a little bit a bit of a damper on my day yeah i do think yeah it's sort of a co- like this album i think is maybe a little bit context dependent for me like there's definitely a lot of times where i'm just not gonna want to be listening to it but i also do i think i like it like over, i like it overall it's good. i, I am net positive i think it's a pretty it. solid album um, uh, and i think that i will be continuing to listen to it and i think it is more of a more of a grower like something that i'm just gonna be coming back to every once in a while and i think it mm. it i could see right. it be- yep. becoming bigger for me put it in the envelope that you're predicting this album's a grower uh put it on the envelope <laughs> that you open at the end of the year uh yeah well okay i'm oh, I, i'm oh, writing it okay. down yep oh, he's doing it you wrote it down and you put it <laughs> slurp the envelope <laughs> disgusting and i'm closing <laughs> it sealing it with my saliva all right Put it with a stack of all the envelopes now. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm running over to the stack. There he goes.
<laughs> so it kind of to the and top, a, is it? A <laughs> mat- <laughs> well, that's the classic envelope sound. When you put an envelope sound, it does a little. Oh, you just put another envelope on the stack. <laughs> well, I was that was just me imitating the sound. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but I was very I'm, good, I'm confused, right? Confused, yeah. It was perfect, right? Uh, yeah, it was. It was great. <laughs> um, are you gonna cut that? No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> is there any other music that has come out lately? Is no. <laughs> no. Okay, moving <laughs> on. Um. Um. Yeah, no, there's there's other music that has come out. I mean, we were listening to some of those Glass Beach remixes earlier, um, which which I thought were pretty good. Um, I thought those were good. Hey, Glass Beach, um, fifth wave emo band. That's something that's been going on in our Twitter sphere. Yeah, are they? Um, they are. Okay, they are a fifth wave emo band. Um, yeah, the hey the the movement is picking up momentum. Yeah, certainly. There's, uh, I mean, <laughs> there's like three accounts I follow that are tweeting about it a lot. Yeah, hey, there's <laughs> there's at least three that I follow that are also <laughs> tweeting about it a lot. Are you shooting me down that I was trying to talk about that or? No, no, not at <laughs> all. I think I think fifth wave emo is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm good with it. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's new. Good. It's exciting. It, yeah, uh, it, I think it could be. It could be huge. It could be a big wave. Yeah, I mean, especially once we start doing shows again. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting for me, at least. I do. No, I. T- hey, hey, I totally agree. I, I, <laughs> I, I wasn't trying that. to say that you're not excited. <laughs> I, I, I am into those bands. I can't wait to see them live. Um, I do agree with you. We've both been listening to that. Uh, really, from record, right? Yeah, I listened to it twice. The second time was today. Which definitely touches on emo. I don't it's know got if some it's, it's, if got it's some Midwest fifth wave, but <laughs> I think it's got some Midwest emo influence, but it's not really like an emo record. Yeah, it's just it's got those guitar parts and it's got some horns in it, but well, it's like an emo record made by jazz musicians. It is because it's it's really like going through this feels like it's taking you on a journey through like the ebbs and flows of like I don't know. It's like you're you're just like experiencing. This is maybe going to sound either dumb or pretentious, but like you're experiencing like the intersections of jazz and emo, like as the record goes on. I feel like it takes you in to like an emo song and then it opens up into like this jazz arrangement over and over again on that album. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. And it doesn't, it also doesn't. So, yeah. So, really, from is is a a band i think they are like you know classically trained jazz musicians um i don't know if they just had like a childhood love of emo and that's why they choose like it it is it's something it's a sound that i've never really heard explored in this particular way before like it's pretty unique right like i've definitely heard horns on emo records yeah but i I have not heard it sound like this ever i don't think i really heard an album like this i feel like it's always, uh, you know, it's one or the other. Like, you'll have emo songs that have pretty jazzy elements, but they're straight-up jazz songs. Like on, on like that recent Slaughter Moon Beach. Uh, Slaughter Moon Slaughter Beach, dog? <laughs> Slaughter, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Moon Base. What? I think it's at the Moon Base. Slaughter Beach, dog, at the Moon Base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some beautiful saxophone segments, you know, sections on that album, but it doesn't really, like, open up into this sort of, like, 
you got the drums going and you got like all these horns blaring and you got totally yeah. just a freewheeling improvisational it, jazz it is freewheeling. going. Yeah, it does it does sound improvisational, but also it's so incredibly crisply recorded. Yes, yeah. Like it is perfectly recorded. Um, but does have a very improvisational open feel to it. While also sounding like pretty immaculately structured. It reminds me of like a Kamasi arrangement. Um, yeah, I think that's a totally fair comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and this record also has uh, a lot of like, it has not only those like musical motifs that are really interesting. Like, I think that this would be a great album just on the strength of the music alone. But it also has uh, lyrical motifs and themes that are interesting. Mm. Um which are, you know, tied to the the cover of the album too. Uh the the image that's on the cover. Like this mm. thing this thing appears to me to be they're really making uh a statement about, you know, the nature of identity, um and and what it feels like to be a person who is moving between spaces in much the same way that this music moves between the spaces of improvisational jazz and emo at the same time. It spans those spaces uh, simultaneously right. in much the same way that the, the, the writers of these songs, the two, I think there's two main vocalists in this band, um, a woman and a man, uh, right? Um, yeah, it seems that way. Uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, yeah. that's the case. Um, I don't necessarily know their genders, uh, but... Um, they they seem to be writing lyrics about moving through spaces uh as as maybe uh biracial people mm. um or or multi-ethnic people um seems to be what some of the lyrics are about i haven't dug super deep but i i just think it's really interesting the way those lyrical themes tie in with the uh the sonic themes yeah. Uh, and right down to the name of the album, it's their self-titled really from, um, you know, obviously that's a common refrain. I think they sing about it in one of the songs. That's a common refrain from, you know, like white Americans talking to uh, ah, non-white ah. Americans like where, no, yeah, no, but where are you really from? I think it's something they sing about on this record and it's also the name of the band. And then there's, you know, the image of the, on the cover of the woman with uh, a fork and a knife through her her hair bun, um, right, right. in in you know the, the the same sort of fashion as like the chopsticks with the hair bun style. Mm. Um, Interesting. I hadn't really um, dug into the background or the lyrics of this album at all because I've listened to it once when it came out and then once before we recorded. Um, but yeah, no, that's a. I'll have to dig into that more. Yeah, I just I just think that this album is really cool, and I think it it to me it works on every level from aesthetics to sonics to uh, the the lyrical themes um, yeah, in a no. really really impressive way. I think it's great. I do want to emphasize. I I really do think even after two listens, I think this is one of the great albums to come out this year. So I think it's one to let sit with you a little bit uh, yeah. because it's just that good. It's like th that good that I feel comfortable recommending it to. All, you know, any especially yeah. I emo think you don't have to be jazz into fans, emo. But yeah, I think I would just say, hey, this is a good record. Check it out. Yeah. Really from. Yeah, I, think I don't even care who if, you are. Even if you're a little bit turned off by the word emo, this is one that I think you could approach safely. Yeah. Right. 
Um, yeah, and what way? We can call it something else. <laughs> we can call it what's well, a emo jazz fusion. It's um. Nah, there's nothing. Oh boy, there's nothing. And I wish, I wish I had done my research a little bit more about this thing, because like I feel like I'm, uh, you know, I like I. There's these things that I'm that I'm yeah. digging into just oh, no, from listening I, to it that I don't really know about. I, I've said all I can say about <laughs> it. Uh, I know that, but I I do want to say this is a great record. Um, yeah, that's just what I picked up on from listening to it. I'm excited to read about the band and about uh, you know, their intent behind this piece of art, uh, more. Yeah. As I dig into it and, and the year goes on. Um, but yeah, that's really from with their self-titled record, um, which I think is their third record. So maybe it's worth going back to their first two records, too. Hey, maybe. Um, Who's to say? They're pro- if, hey, this thing is so good. They're probably good, too. Yeah, it's funny how funny how it works that way sometimes, you know? <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things about music. I gotta agree. Um, so... Are there any like other big releases you kind of want to talk about, or because I have some other ideas? Um, not, n- I mean, honestly, nothing that I've like listened to enough to like really dig into to feel comfortable talking about in depth. Yeah, me neither. So let's take a little break. Okay, Fresca is a sweet treat. It's true. Hey, the Fresca is a delight. With those ominous sounds, uh, sounding like you're walking through like a ghost level of an, an NES game. Ah, hey. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. Oh, no, he's going to get you. Uh-oh, turn around. Hey, Mario, no, jump. <sighs> you don't think it's clear that I was yelling <laughs> at Mario that he has to jump because the ghost is going to... No, I think it was clear. The I think boo is going to get him. I don't think that's the problem. I, I think it was clear. <laughs> To me, it was clear. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know to speak for anyone else. I think our listeners get the idea of like Super Mario Three. Anyway, um, so we decided right we're gonna sort of forego talking about any more new music right now and talk about something we've been experience on ex- experiencing <laughs> on Twitter, uh, the last couple of days. Right. I'm sorry, we just made a mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was something that we saw on Twitter. We're just going to talk about it. We think it might be kind of fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it already is. It's. I'm sorry. I was pulling it up on, on Twitter. I was trying to find it. That we The other day, there was this thing going around. Yeah, so it's at Snaves, um, and we were, <laughs> we were tagged in it by a friend of the show, Travis. Um, at Snaves is running a mainstream Christian music bracket um that people are voting in um and so i think when they say mainstream they mean like sort of like crossover christian music right yeah so Um, it's 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 complicated there are some interesting inclusions because there are yeah it's it's songs first of all these are songs that are going up against each other in this bracket and if you're wondering why we're we have any interest in this or are talking about it i get like we've talked about it before we grew up in a religious atmosphere so like these songs are all pretty much very familiar to us, right? Yeah, I mean, we, um, a little bit of background about us, we used to, 
lead the praise band at our in our youth group. Yeah, this I came up in the Twitter thread. Embarrassingly, uh, one of the guys from Camp Trash, right, saw us talking about. Yeah, Keegan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he he likes some <laughs> of those tweets. Um, yeah, a lot of people, especially I think, especially hey, people making like punk or pop punk songs. A lot of people have. Yeah, a lot of emo kids have a religious background. Religious background. Um, yeah, 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 and. It's not that embarrassing. It's I, fine. It's, hey, yeah, I'm not no, ashamed. It, it, yeah. I'm not ashamed. You know what? I'm not either. I'm, I'm not, not ashamed. Either. I, I take it back. No. Not embarrassingly at all. I'm not ashamed of it's my just Lord what and it Savior. Is. Jeez. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, well, hey, you taking it in vain. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> 50, 50 lashes. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, but <laughs> anyways, this is an interesting bracket because... It includes songs like Meant to Live by Switchfoot, which, like, that's a, a rock song that has, like, crossover appeal with just alt-rock radio kind of thing. But yeah. it's a, a band, like, also, I think there's a Reliant K song on Here Be My Escape. Like, these are Christian bands, but they're Christian punk bands or Christian alt-rock bands. Yeah, um, who also, like, they will often write songs that have sort of ambiguous uh lyrics thematically yeah right? and you have like jesus freak which is i think a dc talk song like these are bands that would play it like rock which was like a legitimate hit yeah these are but they're hits um but especially like i don't know that this happens much anymore i'm not really sure i think that we don't i don't know if we'll get there but just the way that uh christian music has gone it's at a point where it doesn't have the same crossover kind of radio appeal that it used to um but you have those bands, and then you also have, like, Hallelujah by Paramore and, like, Ultra Light Beam by Kanye West. You have songs that have religious themes, um, which Hallelujah by Paramore is, I mean, it's, I guess just because it says Hallelujah in that song, it's like, oh, this is a mainstream Christian song. Yeah, which I don't um, think, I don't think that one counts, right? No, I mean you could include it's it is in the bracket. Like we didn't decide the bracket, but like to me that doesn't quite Yeah, it's cut it's a, it. it's a little it's a little inconsistent, but I yeah. mean I I think that this is a fun thing, so I'm not trying to Well yeah, no, I mean no, too much, no, but no no shade at all to the people who made this. Um but yeah. Man, there's so much there like it's embarrassing how much I can talk about this stuff. Um, clearly um so <laughs> i mean i mean i don't know where to start is the problem <laughs> right no i'm in the same boat i like so i'm what i'm obsessed with is i'm looking at the results of some of these polls that have already closed right okay of round one um so like i mean so i'll just walk through them i guess a little bit like the first one is not surprising at all it's the obvious choice it's i still haven't found what i'm looking for uh versus i'll find you by lecrae um, and yeah. I still haven't found just crushed it, um, which I think, yeah. of course, it you too is kind of um, like the blueprint for all these 90s Absolutely. and early 2000s Christian rock bands. And it's why you had bands like Switchfoot um, coming on to the radio. And, yeah, well, and, just and people would be going to Switchfoot shows and that sort of thing. Like, still, still to this day, every single like sort of mega church well-funded praise band sounds a lot like you two they do still in but i'm also telling you like it's fallen a little from that to its detriment like the current like landscape of christian music is so hillsongified and like so like 
all the all the stuff that I've if you look at what's out there now, <laughs> it's like eight minute tracks um, that are just like these. They're going in like a jam band direction. It's just like these like choruses and um, bridges just like cycling through each other and repeating. Just it's it's all about like being spontaneous, which just creates long and long songs like that are just like they have these open sections where it you know it, it goes down and it builds up and then it's like thank you jesus thank you jesus all right we feel you yeah 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 no i absolutely i absolutely um, know what you're talking about it's like it's so mu- much of that and you still have like hits to radio hits that i hear i mean I've, but I've worked in places where you have like the Christian radio going all day and you hear those kind of U2 inspired hits that they still mm-hmm. exist. But um, just from like, yeah, my exposure to like modern Christian music, so much of it is that like hill song, just like huge, spontaneous worship. Yeah, uh, but I will I will like I wouldn't even say push back on what you're saying. Like, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um uh but i think yeah like even the hillsong thing is like totally i think very influenced by youtube oh absolutely and like the ex- the sort of expansiveness and dreaminess of their sound and how they just sort of like s- stand there and like sort of like jam on like two open major chords it's kind of a youtube thing huh yeah like like the sort like the live version of bad if you know what i'm talking about the youtube okay. song bad just is like these like two beautiful chords for like six and a half minutes just going between those two chords basically and <laughs> like good. i fucking good, love yeah. that song <laughs> i think that song is great but like you know like people like hillsong united learned all the wrong lessons from songs like that right um which is just to be lazy and uh well it, yeah i mean pretend to have a spiritual awakening while you play it um yeah i don't know i I don't like i don't know if we need to get too far into that but um (laughs) no i mean yeah (laughs) uh even yeah i don't know but uh like that is the thing right is like you two sort of created that sound and, and bands are still doing it to this day which is kind of wild um and and yeah but like back to the bracket um yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get that because I feel like that was the only only chance I was going to get to to go off on that tangent about what Christian music is. <laughs> like No, it is it is totally like that. Like they do <laughs> that thing that you're ta- like it is a crazy thing that they do where they just like sort of they just have this huge sound and they just do like a thumping like bass drum or like tom drums and like just like building yeah. It just builds forever. And like people, the whole like, song is building. Yeah, right. People be like, and I'm the not whole tr- song is a bridge. I'm not trying to like clown on people being religious or whatever. Like you know, yeah, of I, course. I, like I, I want to make that clear. What I'm specifically clowning on or trying to dig at is Christian music. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Which, not that there are criticism to be leveled at cri- the whole thing, but I'm just. I'm just saying I don't I'm not trying to be a dick is what I'm trying to say a little <laughs> disclaimer okay yeah uh, of but course. like like we people be, we'd be like this is so powerful and it it's like doot, doot, doot. it's like those are tom, just tom drums like <laughs> yeah. it's like that's yeah with some expensive mics put in front of them so they sound really huge yeah um but anyway anyway with the so the um 
yeah the the bracket like yeah so there's there's the u2 song which of course crushes i think that that song will probably go uh, probably get through the next round as well i would think um and then butterfly kisses gets crushed by jesus freak Where? i'm not surprised that jesus freak moved on but butterfly kisses i would think would put up more of a fight um i don't know if you agree with that I'm trying to find what you're looking at. It's right under the bracket, so um, maybe we can cut this out while I show you what I'm looking at here. But I'm looking at the bracket, and then if you go down. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah, you can just sort of open up the thread. Yeah. Um, okay, so what we were, ta- we were talking about, Butterfly Kisses, you think this is surprising? Yeah, I mean, Jesus Freak is obviously a heavy hitter. That's too too big of a heavy hitter. Like, that's, um, I but think everyone like, knows that. Look at the way look at the way he seeded it though, because Butterfly Kisses is a sixteen seed, right? And yeah. Jesus Freak is a seventeen seed. So like, obviously, the person who made this kind of agrees with me that Butterfly Kisses you would think would be a heavy hitter, and I think that just has to do with who the audience on Twitter is. I don't even know this. what Butterfly Kisses is. Okay, that's. I guess that shouldn't surprise me, but that does surprise me a little bit. It's definitely a song that I know from childhood. Okay. Um, I'm definitely familiar with that song, and it sticks out in my mind very clearly. Um, and so because of that, I would think it would be a heavy hitter. But I think, yeah, you just like the name DC Talk. People remember Jesus Freak is obviously a provocative title. Um, and beyond that, I think people, more people in the age group who are on yeah. Twitter and looking at this know that song jesus so freak it's just gonna crush really encapsul- encapsulates that um age of like being in a youth group you know absolutely, <laughs> like absolutely. like the branding of like i'm a jesus freak so what <laughs> what you gonna do about it i'm a little bit of a rebel okay uh yeah it's it i'll is. flip a table or two i'm a bit of a freak <laughs> for jesus it is yeah it's about as edgy as as youth group gets certified jesus freak <laughs> seven days a week one day a week sunday baby well yeah well we rest on sundays oh you're right you're right six you're days right. a week. yeah <laughs> certified jesus freak six days a week rest <laughs> on sundays um <laughs> can't do your freak work um but <laughs> but yeah but i yeah i just thought butterfly kisses would 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 get a few more votes than it did but but yeah it wasn't to be um and i think that a lot of these results really bear out that like yeah there's a lot of like people our age who are like grew up on pop punk and and emo voting in these yeah and i think so the votes skew that way a lot more or just like music nerds which i don't think butterfly kisses i don't think appeals to any of those groups yeah i don't Um, know what it is (laughs) (laughs) sure so we can move on (laughs) yeah uh kiss me absolutely crushes gotta serve somebody by bob dylan i don't know what kiss me is either there's a lot really i don't know there's a lot you don't don't know know. kiss me i probably would know it if i heard it you it's like yeah. ki- kiss me kiss me dun 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 Jesus dun 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 and that that's like a good song, but and like crushed, just absolutely bodied Bob Dylan. Yeah, um, that's off of what, that Christian album that everyone likes by him. I guess so. Yeah, um, it's not an era of Dylan that I'm super familiar with. Me uh, neither. So I'm moving on. I'm a I'm a Dylan neophyte. Um, moving on. Bring me to life. 
uh, also kind of crushes by Evanescence is who that's by. Yeah. Uh, kind of crushes I Will Wait by Mumford and Sons. Um, I would have thought, I mean, I think Evanescence. Yeah, this is one where I huge. think like I think if actual Christian kids were like seeing this poll, I think I will wait would have put up a bigger fight. If you're polling right? people who are like in a praise band right now, I think they're they're saying like I will wait was a big influence on me. Like, yeah, that's no, why I, I wear sure. the, that's why I wear these leather boots and have this beard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's certainly it's hey, it ain't Bony Vare that did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh uh yeah so that one makes sense um and then now this one this one is pretty interesting this is where some of the races get a little tight this is, is yeah this one's interesting especially for the seeding here yeah like of course four seed jesus take the wheel by carrie underwood um loses 49 percent to 51 percent of the vote to 29 seed face down by the red jumpsuit apparatus once again I have to agree with the person who seeded this. This is what I would have thought, too. I think this is where it comes in again. We're talking about this is part of punk kind of pop punk Twitter. Yeah. Uh, And that's who latched on to this. Who has like a a red jumpsuit apparatus. Like, now I remember this song. Oh, for sure. I kind of think that's a good song. I don't think I remember that it's like a a kind of a Christian song. Both both Um, of these songs, like I can hear them clearly when I see the titles. Um, And and yeah, I guess it like. I think that red jumpsuit apparatus is like more of an influence on on Christian kids than a lot of people even realize. Yeah, um, like they're huge like, bands. You have all these like rock bands that you don't even you look back and you're like, oh, that was like a Christian band, like Under Oath or something. Like, yeah, they were like Christian. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, no Jesus, Jesus Fever by Kurt Vile. I, I, I like that song. Why isn't that on here? uh <laughs> or king of the carrot flowers part two yeah sure sure um i do like that kurt vile song um uh yeah yeah but face face down advances um um yeah are there any other songs that you wish were on the bracket let's see uh, jesus fever uh king carrot flowers part two I think- what about what about the other hallelujah the non paramore hallelujah by jeff buckley yeah yeah that's that's like that's actually you would hear that song being played in church for sure um, i feel like that belongs on this right and i, th- I think it does if you're going to include hallelujah by paramore you got to include hum hallelujah by fallout boy um mm. that hey sure like why not it, it does the hallelujah uh melody in it so yeah why not include that if you're going to include hallelujah by paramore yeah, you could have uh, had a you could have had a hallelujah versus hallelujah round. And I would definitely swap out Casimir Pulaski Day with um probably to be alone with you, but also um you have a bunch of good songs off of Seven Swans. You have The Transfiguration, which is a fantastic Sufjan song. Yeah, great song. Um Do you remember so this was something I was thinking when uh friend of the pod Travis was asking us like what Sufjan songs we used to do in the band uh, yeah, in when this we thread. Our youth group band, we used to play Sufjan songs. Um, yeah, and we would do, we would do um, To Be Alone With You, right? Yeah, that we would do that. That was the one we did the most. We would do that, and we would do, co- uh, he had a cover of Come Out of Fount that you yes. would bring out the banjo for, and we would do. Yeah, we I would do that I don't think we did one. other ones. Uh, I feel like I absolutely remember practicing 
the dress looks nice on you. Is that nah, crazy? No way. I don't think we ever performed it, but I feel like we would play it in practice. I don't know. Maybe. You don't think so? I don't. I don't know. I feel Maybe. like I we did. So. I feel like we did. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I feel like we got to talk about this matchup. It's alive by Pod or Pod versus uh, Be My Escape by Reliant K. Be My Escape edges out the win. Uh, yeah, which I, mean, I think is right. It's right. I That's mean, correct. Reliant K. You got to give that one to the K. Yeah, th- I mean that they're one of my favorite bands. Like, as you know, someone a kid who had a religious upbringing, my one of my first exposures to rock music was through getting a Reliant K CD in my Easter basket, and they have some good pop punk songs off of the, those. Hey, first, I think. Their first like five albums are pretty good. Or first six? I don't know. Um Yeah. But I even there's a couple songs I like off of their not good albums too. Yeah. They they've been a solid band throughout the years, less so recently, but Reliant K, that that stuff's fun. You got Sadie Hawkins dance and pressing on and all those songs. Um In Love with the Eighties. Like you had all these fun pop punk songs and then and they had a heck of a moment in the mainstream too, like where Matt Thiessen, their lead singer, was like dating Katy Perry. Katy Perry when yeah. she was like a Christian artist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like a wild time. Inter- interesting stuff, but I will, you know, I think that in the future uh, maybe we can talk about Reliant K again because truly, I still like Reliant K. I still like those. Oh, songs. so do I. So do I. Um, I think they have some fun. some pop punk uh, bangers that really hold up. Yeah. And Be My Escape is one of them. I think that that, that deservedly gets into the next round. Absolutely agree. It's one of those, that whole album, it's one of those things where you listen and you're like, oh, man, these are about a girl. And they're like, wait, actually, maybe it's about Jesus. Maybe the girl is God. Yeah, maybe the girl is God. Maybe the girl is God. Um, there is, So there is one other matchup. Some of these matchups are, like, not interesting to me, and I don't, I'm not that familiar with them. But... Yeah. There is w- one other one in particular that I do think is interesting to me. That's very it came very close and kind of a Oh, th- I I think I'm looking at the one you're talking about. Yeah, so it's 15 seed Ultra Light Beam by Kanye West versus Featuring 18 Chance. seed yeah and Kirk Franklin. And Kirk Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Franklin's in that song. <laughs> versus 18 seed Hallelujah by that's Paramore. That's great. Hallelujah. And Hallelujah just barely edges out the win. Um, which I think again is down to the audience that's looking at this. Hundred percent. Um, and I probably look if we're talking about music that's Christian, I'm voting Ultra Light Beam, right? Yeah, I if mean, if it comes down to the Christian thing, that, it's that, definitely that, Ultra Light. That Beam. really nails the whole thing of taking a gospel choir and putting it into a rap song. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> Ultra I, Light Beam, I think, is the best version of that ever. <laughs> like, I totally agree. I think that song, think that song still rules. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it it kind of blew my mind when it came out, and I still love it. It's easily um, the best thing off that album. Like, Yeah, and I think s- to this day is probably still Kanye's best execution of the gospel rap thing. Yeah, I think it was kind of just a a peak of a certain sound he was been playing with that he continues to push and push and push and push. Yeah, and he's push. only gone further yeah. into that. Um, <laughs> but and and it's kind of gotten less interesting as time has gone on. That's interesting. The the whole you, I do think that this audience, whoever is voting, there's about like seven hundred to eight hundred votes in each of these, yeah. or six hundred to eight hundred. Um, the next vote after that is 
Higher by Creed, 10 seed versus Sing About Me slash Dying of Thirst, 23 seed by Kendrick Lamar. I mean, it's Creed sucks, right? Like, Not a good band. Um, I have an aunt who is a big, or at least was a big Creed fan back in the day. Um, cool. <laughs> so, you know, that I think that probably tells you all you need to know. Um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, like, like that's, it wasn't even close. And it it's wasn't like, even close. That's a good-ass Kendrick song. So. I think maybe that's just sort of the, like, people are voting for sort of the meme of it. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, Creed, yeah. Creed is like a funny Creed thing. is a meme. Y'all, f- they're real funny. Real funny. <laughs> Laughing. Yeah. yeah, but th- th- they what they don't realize is this is serious, um, and Kendrick Lamar is seriously good. Damn. Yeah, some of these are some of these are tough because you got the next one is Fireflies by Owl City versus You Found Me by the Fray. Fireflies wins. <sighs> um, That's that actually is a toughie. I think both both good songs. I like both of those songs. You Found Me is another one. I thought that was about a girl, and Fireflies. Yeah. I thought that was about little bugs. Um, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, what is Fireflies a religious song? I I, I, I think is, or that is the Owl, Owl City, City just a religious band is a religious guy. He's friends with Matt Thiessen. I know yeah, that. Uh, I think he is just a religious guy, and so because of that, that project became like an appealing thing to like yeah. hipster Christian kids. That's what I'm talking about um, with this bracket. It just like you know, like like a certain the demographic that is. Uh, this is going to be not accessible to the listener, but a, a certain person who lived across the street from me as a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, people it, like that <laughs> is who yeah, to, Owl City is for. Hey, to not to not be to not be calling anyone out about it. I just I don't want to like, name names. No, no. Just it's just like a there's like this culture within Christianity that's like um, it's like aesthetically hipster yeah but (laughs) then like but sort of like non-denominational but somehow fundamentalist christian but missing like all of like the sort of pretension and all of that that usually goes with hipsters and like yeah sort of the interests yeah (laughs) it's it's literally just like the clothes and like that sort of thing yeah the aesthetic Um, and like the expensive coffee which is, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It is it is funny. It's bizarre, <laughs> um, but it is. But a real I, thing. I think that you know why don't you know Twenty One Pilots is like that. Why why aren't they in this bracket? Um, th- that's a hu- huge band like that. That thematically, oh, yeah, thematically still has like Christian songs. Yeah, it is. It is kind of weird that they're they're not here. Um, I feel like they belong in this. Um, uh yeah, I mean there's like Michael W. Smith versus the Doobie Brothers, uh Jars of Clay versus Need to Breathe. Oh, you skip past yeah, I um, feel like you skip past Meant to Live by Switchfoot going against My Life Be Like Ooh Ah by Grits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Meant to Live totally annihilates yeah. My Life Be Like uh, because uh, that Of course that's gonna crush Meant to Live. Here. I think that could win because that is a sick riff. Like it's good i don't know if you were there for this but i think one time the uh the praise band are you talking about this time that we we played this conference yeah and we like had to play that song and the theme of the conference was dare you to move and we had to play dare you to move like five times like within the span of an hour okay so uh, you (laughs) you were there that shit was 
annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that um, was wild. Um, yeah. Not so. a, that song, not as good as Meant to Live. No, I think Meant to Live is not, probably their, not, their only really not. good song. But My Life be like impressive that it got so demolished because that is a good song. It's a heck of a track. My Life be like, you could pop that into any movie trailer <laughs> and it'd be like, okay. I'm watching this whole trailer. Like, I'm going to see what's going on here. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, okay, I'm watching this movie. Nope. Okay, I'm watching this whole trailer. <laughs> this whole minute and a half I will dedicate my time I to. I just mean, like, you're sitting in the movie theater, and that you hear the drop. Ooh, ah, and you're yeah. like, okay, I'm paying attention to this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, I agree. I agree. Um, do you feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel like maybe we've exhausted, uh, maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe we'll touch on this again when we get closer to the end of the bracket. Um, yeah. when we get closer to this thing finishing out. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what we were going to do with it is just go through all the matchups. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but I guess that's all you can do with it. Yeah. I mean, I just sort of like, I was interested in some of them, so it's just what I ended up talking about. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I d- was there anything else you wanted to say about it more generally? I don't know. I probably already said everything. I- Bless me. Um, Bless you. Thank you. I I probably said everything I have to say about it. Uh, okay. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Anything cool going on lately? Uh, what? Uh, so have you been... Um, Okay, segment over. New segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know anything interesting. Even listening to the thing, like, uh, I have to get back to business listening to more music because I um. It was a rough week. I was very busy. I've been busy starting a new job. I officiated the wedding for you know an anonymous couple. You know, I don't know, but I feel like my music. In listening patterns have been there's nothing interesting to talk about i've been listening to counting crows a lot um but their first two albums are so good that i haven't made it past the first two albums i've still only listened to the first two albums um and i've been having like a bit of a beatles um relapse which is like what what am i what am i possibly gonna say interesting about the beatles you know no let's uh, do it okay i listened to the white album yesterday and i was like Dang, this rocks. This is like rock. Oh. oh, you slapped me awake. Oh, I fell asleep because you were talking about the Beatles. You were right. We shouldn't talk about the Beatles. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been listening to anything that you think is interesting, or I should never try to improv. No, something that was ever. That was really cool. And funny. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. It was bad. All right, all right. No, I'm recovering. It's fine. I um, I've been listening to Swain. Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know what that is. Swain. No. Um, they were sort of a. Gr- a early 2010s uh uh or mid 2010s grunge revival band oh that's cool uh <laughs> they had that album howl um okay i'll i'll show you i feel like you must know them so i'm gonna show you the album cover um it is it looks like 
fit this. Yeah. You know that album? I do not. Wow. Okay. Well, in that case, what about this one? I don't know that album either. Wow, that's actually kind of crazy to me. Um, so in that case, you know what? I'm gonna recommend them. Uh, oh, I got some homework. Hey, the, the, we're bringing it back. Homework. Wow, homework is back. Listen to Swain. You have to listen to Swain. That's your homework. Um. Uh, do you have homework for me? Um. Are you gonna make me listen to the Beatles? Um. Jeez, you ever listened to a John Lennon album before? Yeah, I've listened to the one he did with Yoko. Oh, okay, that's the one I've been listening to. That's <laughs> a good album, right? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Double Fantasy, that's a good album. Um, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. I haven't... like. I I haven't been listening to anything. I can't get... Oh, 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 oh. I do, actually. Um, this is a recommendation that I'm giving to you okay. um, from our friend, Ren, um, okay. who recommended it to me. Um, and it's good. It's a band called Spiritual Warfare in the Greasy Shadows. It's the 2018 album, Ad Hoc. And they have 637 monthly listeners. They're not super popular. But this album is really good, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they told me about this, too. Sorry, what is it called again? Spiritual Warfare in the Greasy Shadows. Yes. The album is ad hoc. I think you should listen to it. It reminds me of, like, some 60s rock and roll, some sort of Beach Boys influence, some Kinks influence. Uh, but it's, like, pretty experimental. Uh, it's it's a good album. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. No, they, I, I'm remembering now that, yeah, they told me about that, and I neglected to write it down because, you know, it was the wedding and we'd been drinking and all that. Um, but, yeah, that, that sounded really cool when they were telling me about it. So I'm excited to check it out. Yep. So that's my homework slash recommendation for the week. Cool. All right. Um, I guess that's, that's – uh, we're wrapping it up. You're changing the sound. Okay. We're wrapping it up. And uh, if you would like to get in touch... Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no. Okay. Just that if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, questions or comments, you can email us at goodlistenerpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at goodlistenerpod. And you can follow my personal account at crowposting. And you can follow my personal account at randalorian underscore. And... That's going to be it for this episode of Good Listeners. 